welcome to Building Innovative Leaders podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're interested in developing your business and leadership while gaining a long-term competitive advantage in life and business, then welcome. You're in the right place. We're here to answer this question. How are entrepreneurs and high-performing leaders just like us who aren't looking for the easy way out or the tactic of the day and are willing to put in the work, who are using our own resources and capital, how do we build businesses and lead teams in a way that lets us strategically leverage innovation and scalable business foundations to remain agile, to get our innovative solutions out to the world, and yet still remain profitable and make an impact? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Kate Abelard. Let's get started. Hello, innovative leaders and entrepreneurs. Thanks so much for joining us on the Building Innovative Leaders podcast. This week is really important because we're talking about creating and multiplying new revenue sources in your business. So in this podcast, we're going to be talking about how to create more opportunities by leveraging profit centers. What we're going to be talking more is how to take those profit centers that you can use to scale your revenues, your profitability, and your growth while getting some of the insider tips on increasing the profits to ensure the continued growth of your company through these new revenue sources. Now, it's not uncommon for companies to be overly dependent on a few core products, which makes your revenue streams much less predictable and vulnerable to disruption. Profit centers are one of those things that can help ensure the continued growth for your business. They add more revenue streams and take advantage of new or untapped markets, ensuring an overall positive impact on the bottom line, regardless of what happens within your current distribution, your sales channels, or your existing products or services. So let me give you a little bit of backstory. As you know, I've been in business for over 15 years. We have over four different companies and all those four companies are focused on helping entrepreneurs grow and scale their businesses by finding the leverage. I remember when we were in just the one business, we kind of hit a wall. We hit a wall where we had current offerings. We were doing really, really great, but it was almost like we had all the eggs in one basket. And this was around maybe 2008, 2009. And I realized, you know what, we really need to diversify. I need to get something entirely independent of my current stream. I had multiple lines of business or multiple offerings within the same almost business model or revenue stream. And I knew that in order to really be a stable company, to really grow and scale and invest in developing the other companies that we wanted to, what we really, really needed to do was to get a new profit center that is creating a revenue stream that is completely untied to how the other one consistently operates. So I knew that I had this thought almost like it's imagining that multiple sources of income are not dependent on each other or any single product or offering that we had. And it will give me more stability in like my business model and greater overall growth potential for my company. So I started to look into how does this happen? How am I, How did I, from my years in college when I was working with a bunch of entrepreneurs, how did I see the most consistent ones that produce the best results, the highest profitability? How do they start to almost have a predictable way to implement that? And it came into a model that I call profit center. So profit centers is a, t- a technique that helps ensure continued growth of your business by adding more revenue sources and taking advantage of also on tap market. So most business owners are reliant on a few core products for their revenue. If we rely on one or two core products, it can be really hard to grow your business when demand slows down or we hit maybe the pandemic or we hit a recession or whatever else comes up. 
This makes you really vulnerable to disruption and can lead to a negative impact on your bottom line. So if one of the products fails or not performing well, you are impacted. To keep the revenue growing steadily over time, what I always like to talk about with entrepreneurs is creating a diverse portfolio of profit centers that generate cash flow in different ways and from different sources. And ideally, this is really important, these profit centers should have varying business models so they can remain agile as market conditions change. Because the more reliant your business is on a small number of revenue streams, the riskier it becomes to lose one or two of those revenue streams. If you're only making money from a few sources, you'll have to do every everything in your power. It's really stressful. Um, That's when we tend to get overworked, when we feel like we're drained, when there's a lot of stress in our company. And we don't want that as entrepreneurs. We built these businesses for freedom. We built these businesses for impact. We have innovative leaders on our team who are looking to make that impact. And if we want to do that, providing multiple profit centers and diversifying our revenue streams not only creates opportunity for them, it also creates impact in our market and our industry, and it allows us to healthily build foundations in our business to both grow and scale. So there are always four ways that you can increase profits in your business. One, increase the price of your product or your service. Two, increase the frequency of the transactions. Or three, extend the customer lifetime value. You can do cross-sell, upsell, ascension. But the fourth one is what we're specifically focusing on today is creating new offerings using the profit center. So a profit center is going to diversify your revenue stream by creating new income channels for your business that use varying business models. Like I said earlier, that's really, really important because they don't rely on a single product or service being successful. This way, if something doesn't work out like you planned, it's not going to kill the rest of your company with it. It may also seem like an easy thing to do, but most small businesses or businesses that we work with in the seven and eight figure range don't have a process and a system and necessarily doing this kind of planning and analysis when they, and they only do it when they get into financial trouble. It's almost like it's reactionary and not proactive. So today I really want to put you in the driver's seat. I really want to empower you and your team to take this process, to understand how to analyze, to understand how to plan, how to understand how to get the multiply and the impact that you're looking for. So today is kind of a complete 360 degree view of what a profit center looks like for your business. And now we've had multiple episodes that have come out on the Building Innovative Leaders podcast. And you guys have been absolutely amazing because I'm getting the feedback. I'm getting the videos. I'm getting your strategic plan by the end of the week. I love reviewing them. I love giving you guys the feedback. You guys are amazing. So this episode and this entire week is really continuing to pull together the multiple episodes that we have under Building Innovative Leaders and pull them together into a completely 360 degree strategic advisory almost so that That way you can make sure to use these for your business. So I'm going to go into, think of this like the 30,000 foot view. There are three steps to the 30,000 foot view. The first one is analyze and identify opportunities. The second step on the 30,000 foot view is planning implementation. And the third step is multiplying your impact. Okay, so let's zone in a little bit more. Now, some of these, if you are an avid listener, and I know you guys are doing really great and your um, your teams are listening, so make sure, again, if 
you're listening to this podcast, so should your team. And if you're a team member and you know that your entrepreneur or a team member is not listening to this podcast, get them on here because this is so that way every week, by the end of the week, you have a strategy to implement. And this week is like the knockout end all be all way to start the second quarter. Um, We're in April here and it's literally pulling together multiple strategies and putting them together into the big picture. And then again, reviewing the 10,000 foot and the on the ground foot view. So let's dive more into what step one should look like for you. Analyze and identify opportunities for a new profit center in your business. The other steps are as follows. One, identify what products and services are in high demand in your existing client base and externally in your market or industry. So there's a few things that I want you to think of here. Think of these almost as like thought prompts, um, a way to journal, or you can even use this episode as almost um, like a masterclass if you so would. So the first one I want you to think about is how are you improving profitability by finding gaps in your business and filling them? Also think, get an overview of what's popular with your clients. Get those feedback loops really active. Make sure that you're getting them and you're incentivizing them in some way, whether it's continued development, focusing on their client success, asking them how you can improve. You really want to figure out what's popular with your clients so you can generate more proposals for them. Hey, what is the biggest thing that's holding you back in your business? Or hey, what's the best thing that you've implemented in your business in the past year? Because they're doing other things that don't include you right? So you need to know what those are. And your your current clients are going to let you know what's popular. The next one here is get ahead of the curve. Know what people want before they do. We've done multiple things on industry distillations on this podcast. And this is really a way to start to see shifts and trends that happen before they blow up and become big. The next one here on analyze and identify opportunities. Step two of this is then analyze the profit margins and the cost of the new products or services that you're looking into, right? So after you've come together with identify new products or services in high demand, I want you to look at profit margin and cost. You have to identify existing or complementary channels that you have to offer this new product or service at a competitive price point. Now, competitive price point does not mean the race to the bottom, like the lowest cost possible. That's not it. Competitive price point, as you know, we always focus on value pricing on this podcast for every entrepreneur and their team that we work with. So competitive, please don't let that spark in your mind that we're looking for the lowest price point. It has to be value-based pricing. Some ways that you can make sure that you're doing this is scenario test. Test how profitable your product would be if you were to offer it through a new channel in a new offering and an innovative solution, start to ask those current clients in which you already asked what are, what is popular with you, what's working, what's not, and start pitching it to them. Start asking them what they think of this, get their feedback. You want to find out what products and services complement each other, right? Because we want to know if we're going to have a new profit center It has to be something that makes sense with our existing market, or is it something that is a completely new innovation and therefore we're launching something new? Now, profit centers and using this works for both, but I need you to define whether it is complementary or completely new offering. Which products and services are compatible with yours and which ones should you be offering? And then at what price point, right? So this is analyze profit margins and costs. This all goes under here. Next is what is the ROI of this product and service when you're analyzing profit margins and costs? And the last one here is identify channels that will produce more revenue than the cost associated with them. 
Okay. The third step into analyzing and identifying new opportunities. I want you to calculate the total cost and the return for your new product or service. And the fourth and final step in step one (laughs) is identify which channels to use for marketing your offer and make sure that you're tracking over time so you can make refinements based on performance metrics. Some of the performance metrics you might want to think about are sales volume sold, profitability of each channel, channel, annual um, average revenue per transaction. And some key things underneath that is increase sales volume by analyzing what traffic and channels to use. Optimize the campaign performance. You're going to need more data to make these these decisions. And analyze, this is really important, customer acquisition and profitability. So when you're identifying the channels in which to make this offer, um, how to track it over time and refinement space, again, increase sales volume by analyzing which channels, optimize campaign performance, and analyze acquisition and customer profitability. All right, let's go on to step two that I mentioned first in the 30,000 foot view. It's plan implementation. Now, this is really, really important because the first one we analyzed, now the next one here we're planning. And now we're actually going to start implementing this exact structure in your profit center. So to create a roadmap and implement your new profit center and get revenue coming in, the steps to take here are the six steps to innovation ID. This is really, really important. This is the six steps that you're going to use to make sure that you go from idea to market. Okay, so the first one, is idea generation. So really rely on if you're implementing, right, creating new profit centers in your business to diversify your revenue streams, you need to identify your feedback pipelines, debrief your team with customers' interactions. Really understand, again, like I said earlier in the first step, what it is that they're looking for, how you can offer it, what is the cost. Step one. Step two, concept testing. Use your feedback pipelines again. Select maybe even a small group of influence clients and get reactions to inform your direction and the understanding of what you presented to them. You also want to figure out here, how are they classifying this new value, this new profit center that you're doing? This is really important. And we've had a wild, wild success with concept testing. And it's simply because we have built an amazing client success relationship with everybody who works with us. We're consistently asking, how can we do better? What are you looking for? What roadblocks are you hitting? Um, Let's find out how I can best help you achieve and then insert what they're looking for there. Hey, another question you can ask is, hey, you know what? I was thinking of putting something together that accomplishes X, Y, Z. Do you know anybody who is looking for that type of help in their business that would be willing to talk to me about how I could beta test with them or how I can send them something to try for free, right? You have to incentivize it. But once you start getting that concept testing pool, we call them our influencers. And our influencer group gets all of this stuff before it releases to market. That is who is telling us what happens. They're even helping us identify shifts and trends in the market because they're getting some information before we are. It's like, hey, I noticed that I'm having this problem here, or there's a really big gap here. When I was talking to somebody else, they mentioned the same thing. And I'm like, oh my God, that's a gap. Okay, let's figure that out. Let's let's look at our analytics. Let's look at our industry distillations. Let's see if we can identify a trend or a shift and really make this into something that we move forward on. And then sure enough, we can either say yes or no to that actually being the shift from this influencer group, and then we move on it, and then they concept test it for us. 
The third step here is prototype design. Now, prototype design, I'm going to classify it into two ways, and this is really, really important. We have products and we have services. So the prototype design, I want you to think of the following things. I want you to think uh, for products, assembly time, uh, if you have a warehousing cost, strength and cost of material, the shipping and the maintenance, the breakage, right, the returns, I, there's a whole bunch of things, but start thinking what it would take me to actually give a physical product prototype design. Now, if you have services, what I want you to think about is the number of interactions required by you and the customer, the goals of the people needed to deliver the service, the systems, the processes, and the events that you have in place and that you need to maintain, the client experience and satisfaction, and the complexity and the service in either the implementation with the customer. Now, when we're doing prototype design, all of these have to be understood because we're taking them through an entire process, right? Prototype design does not mean we hand them something half-assed. We hand them a complete and total prototype design for them to test. Okay. The fourth step here is product testing. Do not combine this with market testing. (laughs) Tell us how it works for the customer and use it as a beta test here. It's really important that we get their feedback, right? Even if it's a product or service testing, they're still in, we're still giving them a product, whether it's a product or a service, right? Even if we're giving them a service, they still have to go through and it's a product that comes from us. So what we wanna see is how well does it work for the customers? We want to not see how well they understand it or how well it does out in the market. We need to know how are they utilizing it? How can we improve it? Where are the gaps? Where are the frustrations? What would they like to see? Um, anything that you can ask them in terms of the usability of what you just gave them and the implementation of what you just gave them is what you want to ask for the product testing. Now, the fifth step here is market testing. A market test will let you know if the ideas that you have about how to advertise it to your market will work and what adjustments you need to consider. So make sure if you intend to reach the masses, you include some early and late majority adopters. You wanna get that whole um, adoption curve. You don't wanna just segment your marketing and your market testing into one of those. You wanna make sure that you hit all of them so you understand what does the adoption curve look like, which is also the customer life life cycle with you on this new profit center, what does that look like? If you don't include that in your market testing, you're going to be missing some really, really critical and valuable data that can end up messing up the profitability or take you out of the life cycle earlier than you intended. Okay. And the last one here is the launch step six for the six steps to innovation ID. It's going to be a gradual broad-based launch. Then the salespeople and your distribution system have to be prepped for that. They have to understand the product so they can sell it. You're going to maybe need some training, identify some standard marketing tools that will help them. You need to know how you're going to get this to market. So now the first step that we went through here is that we're analyzing. Now, the second step that I just completed with you is the plan, the implementation, and that is the six steps to innovation ID. So it's idea generation to concept testing, prototype design, product testing, market testing, and product launch. So now we have how to identify the the new profit center, how to actually implement the profit center. And now let's talk about, let's bring this complete 360 here. And I know I'm packing a lot into this podcast episode, but it's really important to see how this works for your entire business. And we've been getting tons and tons of questions 
um, about how does this actually look, a uh, 30,000 foot view for my business, and then what are the, what are the specific 10,000 foot view and on the ground view. So I always like to say that really every good marketer will tell you how is something you ask, how is something going to do? They're going to go, I don't know, test it. <laughs> and we always laugh about it because that's the truth. You have to have the experimenter or the scientist mindset where you're really willing to test this out and see what it does in the market, see what your return is. My idea is that obviously if we're analyzing beforehand is that we make informed decisions and we test the validity of it. We test what um, our risk is. We test what our opportunities are. And then we bring it through the prototype um, the six steps to innovation ID, where we go from prototype to product testing, to market testing, to launching, right? And we use a system that we can bring that through. So it gets to market faster. And also it follows a logical approach that doesn't confuse people. But really where the money always is, is really in the refinement, in the continued implementation of it, and, it, and the adjustments that you're going to make. So the step three here is the big da 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 is multiplying your impact, right? Because this is what most people want. You're going to hear the word grow and scale. Most people want to grow and scale their businesses. Now, if you're using an ambidextrous organization, which you are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're consistently offering what you have existing, but you're always offering innovation, right? So that means that you're doing two things that are sometimes others have seen as completely separate functions and you're running them at the same time through your business. So in order to both grow and scale and how to find that leverage, the profit centers is one of the ways in which we find that leverage. We bring you through that process. And the way to multiply your impact with a profit center is three steps. The first one here is that we want to systemize and optimize. It's really, really important because in the six steps to innovation ID, there's going to be some play there. But once you get into market, it's all about the refinement. And then after you start refining, then you have to come with a systemize, you have to systemize it and you have to optimize the results, the implementations, the distribution channel, um, the interior process and systems that you do within your company, right? That's how you're multiplying to impact. What I also really want you to think about is the distribution channels that you're using. That's the second step to multiplying your impact. Distribution channels, when you change them, greatly affect your ability to multiply your impact. The third step here is scale. Now, I know this is everyone's favorite buzzword. It is one of my favorite words, not a buzzword, but it's one of my favorite words also. And a really great way to scale something is by the model, the use, and the interactivity. The types of models that you use when you're using your profit centers are completely essential to the lifeblood of your business, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast episode. And the reason for that is if we continuously build profit centers that all have the same business model, now we still have essentially, just like I did in the beginning when I told you my story, have all your eggs in the same basket. They're all tied together to the same type of model. There's no diversification of revenue streams when you do that. So it's really important that when you want to scale something that you really look at the different types of business models in which you can apply this and how you can also increase the use and then increase the interactivity on your end and the client, consumer, customer's end. Let me get a little bit more into that because that can seem abstract in some way. So the use is increase the frequency, increase the buying cycle, increase um, the consumption as of which they use it, right? So it's more. 
But the interactivity happens on two ends. It happens on your end and it happens on their end. So your end is the interactivity that it takes at scale to fulfill upon the new, the new profit center's offering. But on the client, customer, or consumer's end, what interactivity can mean is maybe you heard done for you, done with you, or do it yourself. Now, some, whether you have a product or a service, those all apply, right? Because you can have a high-end product in which it's done for you, right? Um, you can also have a high-end product where you have some component, right? This is, again, the business model of where it is a DIY, where you do it yourself, right? Maybe you're white labeling something for a product and then you're reselling it in a different distribution channel, right? Did you see how I did that? <laughs> we, in, we included the interactivity with the distribution channel and the model. So we just hit three of the three things under multiply your impact. So when you start to think creatively like that, then you can amplify and multiply your impact that you're doing with your profit centers. So I guess in conclusion, I know that this was a lot. I think we're almost uh, just over 20 minutes now, but we are no longer in the luxury state where we can just continue to develop or continue to fulfill upon our existing offerings with our client customers or consumers. To compete in any market or industry, what we need to do as innovative entrepreneurs and innovative leaders is to both have an ambidextrous organization that can fulfill on our current offerings, but also continue to develop and expand new product servicing and offerings. And the great way to really do that is to create new revenue streams that operate under profit centers, because profit centers allow for us to diversify our, bus our business model, allow for us to diversify our offering, allow for us to diversify our um, fulfillment, and de-risk our organizations. Now, it's really important that the first step, like I said, is analyze and identify the opportunities that we follow those because those will quickly let us know, is this a good idea and is this a viable idea, right? Those are two separate steps that we identified in step one. Is it a good idea? Is it a viable idea for us as a business? And step two is now that we have an idea, how do we implement it? Using the six steps of innovation ideas, how you implement it. And the third step here is if we want to multiply our impact, like where are we going? Where's our long-term vision here, whether it's a year two years, what does that look like for us? What are we going to be able to achieve? And that is the three steps of systemize, step one, two distribution channels, three scale. And scale includes model, use, and interactivity. So I hope that gave you guys a great view of the 30,000 foot view. And then we zeroed in on some of those areas and brought it down to ground view of how you can actually apply it to your business. If you're tired of just relying on just a few core products to drive revenue and you want more predictable and resilient revenue streams, then profit centers are going to be what helps you get continued growth in your business by adding new or untapped market, as well as taking advantage of the existing ones that you're already in. You can add more revenue streams. You can increase overall profitability. And regardless of whether sales go up and down in your current channels, you always have existing profit centers that you're continuing to develop that will take care of those fluctuations in the market. And therefore, you completely de-risk your organization. So thanks so much for joining us today. Now, one more thing. <laughs> in the show notes, in the summary, I'm going to make sure that I include a special link for just our podcast listeners. A few of you had taken us up on this last week, and I got on the phone with, I would say, about 10, 
of you. And I still have five of those calls to, to do over the next week where you guys are asking us questions about, okay, now that we've gone through this all week and we've done the implementation episodes, this is what it looks like for our business. Where are the gaps? I love this. That's why we're doing this podcast. It's to reach other entrepreneurs, to reach their team, to allow us to work with you, to help us help to train your team so you can get the results that we get with our clients and make sure that you're a successful, free, independent, and innovative entrepreneur with a rock star team of innovative leaders. So take me up on the offer, make sure that you click that link and make sure that if you're an entrepreneur or if you're somebody on a team, Make sure everybody is listening to this podcast because then by the end of every week that you listen with us, you get a new strategy that by the end of the week, you already have a game plan that you know you can implement in your business. So thanks so much for joining us. I hope you guys have a great week. Make sure that you're subscribed so you get the daily innovation briefings, which are the daily implementation episodes. Monday is mindset. Tuesday is leadership. Wednesday is how does it fit into the innovative fabric of your organization? Thursday is how do you complete this as thought leadership and Fridays are the skills necessary to implement this into your business. Thanks so much for joining us. Get out there and innovate. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, if you'd like to join us in our free Facebook group, come on over to the tribe of innovative entrepreneurs and join us for our weekly trainings. Have a great day.